Hi everyone, Theophilus here. I recently shared about Christmas and how I kind of felt like all the Christmas festivities, the lights, the gifts, all of this stuff was a distraction from Jesus. And not saying that people need to let go of their traditions because many people like the Christmas season. I'm not saying that, but I think I was just introducing a different way of thinking. I came across a Christian documentary, if you want to call it that. It was about defending the traditional ways people celebrate Christmas by seeing Christmas in a different way through kind of a Christian perspective or a lens. At least that's how they were sharing the documentary. I gave it a chance and I watched it. I don't know that I'm fully convinced But one of the, I would say, most concerning things for me, and I just bring these things up because we all need to learn how to think critically. And so many different things are presented to us in a certain way in order to persuade and convince and in order to legitimize things that may not be legitimate. Anyway, so in this documentary, you have a well-known Christian, conservative, he's been in the spotlight and... If you were to look at him, you would say he's one of the good guys. He's the host of this whole Christmas documentary. And I'm not going to bring up the name of the documentary, nor am I going to bring up the name of this person. I just want you to know that I've seen this person in many other contexts, and he's been great, and I have nothing against him. I mean, I was just thinking about Christmas along these lines, and so when I watched this documentary... I already had the mindset of, okay, is this biblical? Because he's trying to defend the traditional celebration of Christmas with all of its various accoutrements, the Christmas tree, the lights, the hot cocoa, the presents underneath the tree. And I was really interested to find out what he had to say, because I really want to know. This is something that's been on my heart for a while. And of course, The underlying desire for me in all things is to be biblical. So I'm wanting to hear what he has to say, and is it biblical? I'm critically thinking through this whole documentary. And this podcast episode is the result of what I saw and how I would describe the things that he was sharing and whether or not they were biblical. I think this would be a great podcast to listen to also because I go through what it means to critically think through what this respected Christian person is saying. And it's all the more important because it's a respected Christian person. It's not somebody that we would call a heretic or a false teacher. He's somebody that we would look to and even follow and listen to. So it's really important to think through what he had to say about Christmas because it affects all of our lives. I did this kind of breakdown on what he was sharing and what I thought about it and why I felt like it wasn't as biblical as he was making it out to be. Again, for the most part, he's a great guy. I've seen him in different things. I have no problem with him. I I respect him as well. I haven't examined closely all these other things, but this particular video I have, I'm only commenting on this video, not everything else that he's done. That's my disclaimer. 
the whole story is he has this brother-in-law that is like this curmudgeon, right, during Christmas. So the typical Christian who I guess you could say has my views or some of my views about like how Santa isn't in the Bible and you know, all of these gifts and the materialism that's happening in Christmas, and it's just getting in the way of what Christmas is really about. This guy approaches his brother-in-law and listens to all of his reasonings. And he turns to him and he basically says, you know what? You're wrong. You're wrong about Christmas. And then he proceeds to tell him why he's wrong about Christmas. Some of the reasons that he gave, and I just want to share a few of them because I think that it'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about in some ways about what is biblical and what is not biblical. He mentioned how as a Christian, it's perfectly fine to have a Christmas tree because Christmas trees are biblical. There are trees throughout the Bible and our beginning started with two trees in the garden and it will end with the tree of life, which I understand and that's great. And he mentioned how Jesus will die on a tree for the sins of the world. He essentially is this fruit hung on a tree. He brings that all back to the Christmas tree and basically says that this is why it's good to have a Christmas tree because it can remind us of what Jesus has done for us, which I don't find to be a convincing argument because when people look at a Christmas tree, they're not thinking about Jesus They're thinking about all the pretty decorations and the presents that are underneath the tree. Because there's not a direct correlation with the Christmas tree to Jesus dying on the cross, it may be difficult to explain this to your children, to try to get them to have this quote unquote Christian perspective on Christmas. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to help people to focus more on Jesus during the Christmas season. What I'm trying to get people to realize is, What are we going to do in the future to focus more on Jesus during the Christmas season and help our children to focus more on Jesus? Because children, you know, when they're expecting certain gifts and they're excited about what they're going to get for Christmas, I don't know that Jesus is at the forefront of their minds. This is what I'm talking about. And I felt like throughout this whole documentary, he wasn't really giving any clear practical suggestions on how we can use this Christian perspective that he's laying out. Again, I wouldn't say that all of it's biblical. Some of it is definitely a stretch to focus more on Jesus and to put him at the center of Christ. He wasn't doing that. And I felt like it was kind of stretching things to try to legitimize Christmas trees, which if you have a Christmas tree, be blessed. I'm not saying don't have a Christmas tree. But I'm saying I felt like he was trying to justify having a Christmas tree by making it sound biblical and Christian. Then he goes on to Santa Claus. He gives the story of how Santa Claus defended the faith at a critical moment during church history. It was at the Council of Nicaea, I believe. There was this heretic saying stuff about Jesus that wasn't true. And then this Nicholas rose up and he refuted the heretic. He challenged the heretic. And that's why he became a saint. And also his acclaim went to all these different parts of the world. And so that's why people know about St. Nicholas in these other countries. And he was somebody who did good and he gave gifts to needy children, which is awesome. 
I mean, if that's true of the historical Nicholas, that's a great example. He gives that reason for why it's okay to have Santa Claus. I'm not saying that Santa Claus wasn't a good man in history or Saint Nick, but that does not diminish the fact that Santa Claus still has taken over Christmas and really is front and center in the minds and hearts of many children as they look to him for the gifts that they want to receive during the Christmas season in so many different ways. He's eclipsed Jesus. Just knowing the true story about St. Nick, that's one thing. But then expressing that story and sharing that with other people and trying to convince them, well, he wasn't just a jolly old man, but he actually defended the Christian faith. If you can communicate that effectively, then great. But I feel like Santa Claus as an entity has become so huge that it would not be easy to turn this ship. Most people already have an image of Santa Claus and what he's about. And it's not about defending the Christian faith. I would liken it to St. Patrick's Day. The man known as St. Patrick was a Protestant missionary to Ireland. And he helped spread Christianity all throughout Ireland. So he is definitely somebody to look up to and regard in that respect. Despite Patrick's Christian roots, it doesn't diminish the fact that, unfortunately, most people in America and in other parts of the world celebrate St. Patrick's Day focused on drinking and partying. So just knowing about St. Patrick, that might be helpful. That might change people's minds and hearts a little bit, but then doing something different on that holiday to honor St. Patrick is a whole nother story. And I don't know that many of us are doing that. I like St. Patrick's Day because I like corned beef and cabbage. And that's probably the one day out of the year where I would even think to eat that meal. So that's my tradition on St. Patrick's Day, which doesn't necessarily honor St. Patrick. Regardless, no matter what St. Nicholas has done in the past, Christmas is not about St. Nicholas. Christmas is about Jesus. So I don't find his reasoning to be compelling. It's just another way to justify having St. Nicholas or Santa Claus remain just where he's at, which is all-encompassing. But now we can feel good about it as Christians because we know that he defended the faith. But he didn't offer any suggestions on changing how we would interact with him during Christmas what we would do with Santa Claus during Christmas in order to honor Jesus and honor the Christian faith even more. There was none of that. But there was a Santa Claus in the video dancing. And at the very end of the video, they had some sort of hip hop Christmas song. They tried to make it light and fun and all this stuff. But to me, it seemed a little bit frivolous, if I can be totally honest about it, and not really solemn. You know, it wasn't, oh, holy night. It was more, let's have a Christmas dance party. The next thing this host tackles is the materialism during Christmas, all the gift exchange and all the money spent during Christmas. And now he's going to defend that position. His reasoning is because Jesus came in a body right? He came to the material world in a material body, then materialism is okay. It's okay that we have these great feasts and gifts to give to one another because, hey, we live in a material world. 
and we can thus celebrate materially. And just note that at the very beginning of the video, this guy was saying how he absolutely loves everything about Christmas. He loves the stockings, the tree, the lights, the hot chocolate, all of these material things, of course. In the end, I wasn't very convinced by his argument. And he said, as long as you're not irresponsible and maxing out your credit cards, I guess you'll be fine. Many people during Christmas may not max out their credit cards, but they feel a sense of expectation. They need to buy gifts for different people. So they're going to spend a certain amount of money during Christmas season that goes beyond what they spend in other parts of the year. That's just a fact. There's stress added by having this expectation in people's lives to buy these gifts for people, to buy gifts for their children, because of course they want their children to have an amazing Christmas like they either had as they were growing up or they didn't have as they were growing up. Money does get spent and maybe it's a stretch for a lot of families and then certain families don't feel all that great because they don't have a whole lot of money to spend on presents. And the question that I just want to challenge everybody with is why are we doing that? Why are we living that way when it doesn't really resemble the first Christmas and what was done at that time? And yes, I'm being very particular about all of this because I'm seeking to challenge people to renew their thinking about this holiday, to be transformed by the renewing of their thinking, by putting into practice something that's different. One thing positive that I could say about this documentary is that he said, yes, as you celebrate, you can invite people who are lonely, maybe they don't have family or they're less fortunate to your table and you can share about Jesus. And I know this guy to be very evangelistic in that respect, and that's wonderful. So he eventually convinces his brother-in-law that he was wrong about Christmas. And then the brother-in-law starts going crazy about all things Christmas because he's seeing these things with new eyes. So he does a slide all the way to the Christmas tree and looks up and you hear the voice of the host saying, now imagine that all of these presents are in the form of a city and you have the tree behind it with the light source at the top that shines brightly. And he's likening the city to the new Jerusalem at the end of the book of Revelation. And so he's making this parallel between the two things which the Bible doesn't make a parallel between those two things, but he's making the parallel because he wants to Christianize, quote unquote, Christmas things for Christians so that they'll feel okay celebrating Christmas and not feel guilty about it. I mean, this is what I'm getting from this documentary. And in the end, I mentioned it before, they have this hip hop dance and, you know, Santa is jumping around dancing and all these different people are so happy. And, you know, this brother-in-law has been redeemed from his lack of Christmas spirit. He's a new man and he's no longer ruining Christmas for his family. The end. I present that all to you. I felt the need to do that. I wouldn't normally go through all of these details, but I want to show you that this is a Christian 
production with a well-known, well-respected conservative Christian in the front of it, at the face of it, and then there's a Christian university backing this up. I wouldn't say that many of these things are biblical. What do you think? I invite you to judge for yourselves. Oftentimes, Christians can be swayed because you put a certain Christian up in front of everybody saying that this is okay, then all the other Christians, oh, okay, well, if he says it's okay, then it's okay. It's the type of thing you would find on TV ads to bring credibility to something. TV doctor will be up there saying, four out of five doctors recommend this toothpaste because it's been proven to fight plaque and therefore, oh, okay, I'm going to buy that toothpaste. It's the same type of idea. Moreover, he was seeking to connect everything to the Bible and bring in convincing arguments from the Bible. Again, I didn't feel like some of his arguments were all that compelling or even biblical. Even though he attempted to use the Bible, those Bible verses, passages, they just didn't directly apply to the reasons that he gave as far as defending Christmas traditions and celebrating Christmas as most people do. And you also have to look at the fruit of what he's sharing, because all of what he's saying is to defend the status quo, to defend things as they are. And I think an argument can be made that all of these Christmassy type things are eclipsing Jesus. They become the focus of the season rather than Jesus himself. For that reason, I believe the status quo does need to be disturbed. We need to begin to do things differently so that more of the focus is put on Jesus rather than on the Christmas traditions that people follow in our society. And so when you have the combination of the two, right, you have a respectable Christian up there telling you certain things and giving you biblical reasons, quote unquote, for those things, then people just go, oh, well, he did the thinking for us. So we're going to just take his recommendation and be okay with it. Instead of doing critical thinking on your own, instead of testing the spirits and being a good Berean and taking what he has said and thinking through it and going back to the Bible to see if what he's saying is true. And yes, he did bring up biblical things, but You have to look at it in the context of the argument that he's presenting. Did he use the Bible in a way that made sense within the context of his argument? Were the conclusions that he drew truly connected to what those Bible verses and passages are talking about? We need to take these extra steps and think more deeply about things because a lot of Christians will use the Bible to prove or to try to persuade people of what they're saying. And a lot of unbelievers may also use the Bible to try to persuade people of what they're saying, but they're not using it in context. They're not drawing the right conclusions from those passages. And I just want to highlight again where this host was talking about the New Jerusalem and kind of painting that picture in front of the Christmas tree as a city with a tree and a light shining from on top. And that's a picture of the New Jerusalem, which sounds good, but he's using that passage to try to get Christians to 
think about this scene in front of the Christmas tree as biblical when the Bible doesn't say that at all. Another argument I've heard during Christmas time is for illegal immigration. Like they focus on Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem and how that there is no room for them in the inn. So rejecting or not allowing illegal immigrants into our country is like unto rejecting Joseph and Mary at the neediest time as she's about to give birth to Jesus. Those two things really do not equate. One, Joseph and Mary traveled from one part of Israel to another part of Israel, and Joseph had every right to be in Bethlehem because that's where his family line is from, is through the line of David from Bethlehem. And they were doing a census. So the context is completely wrong for what they were trying to use the passage for. But people will try to do this to Christians because they want them to feel guilty about something, or they want to try to persuade Christians by using a Bible verse or a passage to show that, oh, this is what God wants from you. These are things we all need to consider. To become a critical thinker doesn't happen overnight, but we need to practice these skills and not just take everybody's word for it. This really is not the day and time to do that. And so I hope I'm not coming across as cynical and, oh, gee, she just doesn't trust anybody or whatever. The Bible does say, test all things and hold fast to that which is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Lastly, I think we need to take care how we view those people with different views about Christmas that they consider more in line with the Bible and how they want to celebrate Christmas. Because again, we all need to test these things for ourselves and we all need to live by our own conscience sake. In the video, I didn't feel like initially the brother-in-law was painted in such a great light, even though he had some valid objections to share. And I guess the important thing is not to judge others for what they're doing, but it doesn't mean that we can't live in a different way and also share the reason for why we do things differently. Hopefully, it may open people's eyes and may cause them to reflect and consider what they're doing during the Christmas season. In other words, we don't want to paint that person as a Scrooge just because they're not participating in what everybody else is doing, which I don't think is true at all. There are many sincere believers that they just don't buy into those things and they don't want to celebrate Christmas that way. It's not that they don't want to celebrate Christmas. They want to honor Jesus, but they're not going with the traditional way people celebrate Christmas. I had the best of both worlds as far as celebrating Christmas. I spent time with some other people that I haven't seen in a long time. And I spent the better part of the morning into the afternoon with Jesus, focusing on him, celebrating him. Throughout the week, I was reading passages regarding the coming of Jesus the first time as a baby. And it just was really rich that day because I really felt God's presence, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. And I felt like God was pleased that I was intentional about spending time with him, focusing on him and worshiping him. I hope that you will take what I'm saying and think through and really consider for yourself how we express our Christmas traditions and whether or not they 
focus on Jesus and honor Jesus. And if they don't, then what can we do to change them?